Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, which should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. And we welcome you to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. I can only imagine the emotional turmoil of dealing with cancer once and then years later being told you have another form of cancer, this time bone cancer. And the Mayo Clinic says bone cancer is rare, making up only 1% of all cancers. Today, we're talking to a woman who's dealt with breast cancer and five years later was told she had stage four bone cancer. The good news is her scans show she is clear of cancer. Joining us to tell her story is Deborah Morrow from California. Deborah, it's good to talk to you and what a fantastic story you have. You're blessed. Oh my gosh, beyond belief. (laughs) Yes. It's been a journey, to say the least. Deborah, when were, me. <laughs> yeah, when were you first diagnosed with cancer? Uh, my very first diagnosis was in 2012, um, and they performed a lumpectomy, and they took out some of my lymph nodes. We did some chemotherapy, and then we did some radiation, and I was good to go for about two years. And then what? And then we had a, a re- uh, calcification reoccurrence. So the cancer came back to the breast. And so at that point, they decided mastectomy was in order, um, again, with the chemotherapy, um, no radiation um, at that time. And then we seemed to be clear um, until 2017. And so Deborah, what... can I interject and just, just for listeners, is this a hormone-driven breast cancer? Yes. Uh, HER2 positive. Yes. Yes. Okay, okay Corey, you're going to have to explain that to us. Okay, so HER2 positive is an estrogen-driven cancer. So no uh, hormones, um, I cannot take any form of hormone. No estrogen will ever be allowed in my body ever again because that's what the cancer is feeding from. Okay, so were you also estrogen positive and progesterone positive as well? Um, I'm not quite sure about that part, but I know it was definitely estrogen-driven. Yeah, okay, so this is sounding like a a hormone-driven breast cancer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Deborah, what was it like for you uh, having breast cancer once and then having it return a couple of years later? How was that emotionally for you? I mean, it still really is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something that you just quite, you know, get over. You just, you know, you got to get up and, and go on with life. You know, I have kids, you know, so it's... It was tough. You know, the first diagnosis, of course, is devastating because you hear cancer and you think, oh, my gosh, I have a death sentence. That's it. How long do I have? You know, and then they're like, wait, 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 you know, we can do stuff. Okay. So we did stuff. And then it came back. And then we did stuff again. And then it came back. (laughs) How old were you, Deborah, when you were first diagnosed? I was 42. 42. Okay. So you go through this uh, breast cancer twice. And tell us about the bone cancer. What were some of the symptoms that you were experiencing? So the crazy thing with that is I literally had no symptoms whatsoever. It was kind of an accidental find. Um, I had uh, been camping 
um, with my family and my friends. And when I came back from camping, I had noticed that my left eye had started acting up like I was kind of getting an eye infection. So I went, went to my eye doctor. He said, I don't see anything, but, you know, let's just make sure. Let's get you over to uh, the hospital and have them do a CT scan just to make sure. So we did the CT scan. Well, they found a benign uh, brain tumor in between this and um, found out that my eye had nothing to do with this brain tumor. But because of the scan that they did, they actually captured the very top of my breastbone, which is where the cancer metastasized. Wow. You also had a benign brain tumor. I did. Yeah. It was a benign meningioma, and they removed it. Boy, Deborah, you've gone through a hell of a lot. <laughs> I think. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm just kind of speechless here, and and how you dealt with all this. One of the things I found interesting in in your comment about uh, the first time you had breast cancer was radiation, and mm-hmm. I found this last night on the Mayo Clinic website. It said um, exposure to large doses of radiation such as those given during radiation therapy for cancer, increases the risk of bone cancer in the future. They never tell you that, though, do they? Of course not. No. Because they want you to be their lifelong patient. Mm -hmm. So the longer they can keep you around, the more money Big Farm can make. Unfortunately, that's just the reality of, of what it is. So you're diagnosed with bone cancer. Man, your spirits must have dropped to zero. For for a half a second, yeah. My um, my spirits is what's gotten me through all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we mentioned on a program that we did last week that uh, when Corey deals with people, it's those people who want to take their own health into their own hands and and uh, deal with it their way. And then there are people who hand their health over to the medical profession. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, the medical profession in many, most parts of the world uh, are unaware of the use of cannabis. Yeah. Now, before we get into cannabis, I want to know what you, prior to your diagnosis, what was your attitude towards cannabis? Um, I've been a cannabis user since I was a teenager. Um, so to me, it wasn't anything mm-hmm. different or voodoo or bad or or anything. It was like, finally, now they're finally going to be using this awesome plant to better people, to make them better, to to cure them, and to not have to put them through so much nastiness of chemicals. And, you know, it's not the cancer that kills the people. It's the chemicals that kill the people. I just wish the world could just understand this. So, Deb, as somebody who used uh, cannabis already, when you went through your first and second diagnoses, were you using cannabis at all? Oh, yeah. Okay, so in an oil form or just smoking it or what? Yeah, just smoking it. Um, I didn't have or know about the access to the medicinal part of the plant. I knew that it was up and coming. I just didn't know how to access it yet. Uh, Okay, okay. And tell us about accessing it. Um, So I actually found out through a friend who unfortunately lost her sister. Sorry. That's fine. Okay, take your time, Deb. It's fine. And oh God. Yeah, sometimes talking about this can be a little tough. 
But you can do it. Don't forget, <laughs> Deb, you got, oh, yeah. you got through all this. Absolutely. You got through uh, worse than doing an interview with us. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And this ain't even that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, so you heard by a friend about cannabis yeah. oil? Is that how it first started? Yeah. So a girl that I worked with, she had mentioned that her sister, um, if she would have known about this early enough, then she would have been able to, you know, get it for her sister. So she referred me to you, Corey. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you were my first initial, you know, meet and discussion and, and everything about the medicinal part of it. Okay, Corey, take us through your uh, interaction with Deborah. I don't remember the interaction. <laughs> so many people. I likely uh, spoke to her about, uh, you know, different ratios and uh Basically, that when it's this far gone, I always, I'm always about doing high THC, you know. Um, I think, Deb, at the time, you were in a pretty bad financial situation and couldn't afford the oil then. Was that correct? That is correct, yes. Yeah, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I don't, I don't think that I had anywhere near the contacts I do now or different venues where I could have perhaps found something. Yeah. Or, reasonable or whatever because it was early days back then when i i think when i was yeah too yeah so, it was around 2014 when you and i uh okay got to, to connected yeah yeah so i would only i would only been three years in then um so did you because you couldn't access oil because you couldn't afford it financially mm -hmm. did you still use cannabis in a different way then and when did you actually start using oil etc um, so I did hear, um, uh, about an oil that was available here in California, uh, Rick Simpson oil. Um, and, uh, I tried it. Um, I only maybe used it a couple times and then it was like really expensive. So I just kind of gave up on it. And, uh, and then I just kept using, you know, marijuana to smoke like I do on a daily basis anyway. Um, I didn't change any of that regimen whatsoever. Um, and then 2017 i was able to uh to finally uh, get uh, finally get diagnosed but i got the diagnosis and then my wonderful friend allison was able to financially help me to get the oil lovely cuz 2017 is when you you got the bone exactly yeah yeah, yeah. When you got that diagnosis, Deb, did you ever think this might be it this time? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. First thought. That was the first question I asked was, how long? You hear stage four, and you're like, it's a death sentence. That's it. I'm done. Mm -hmm. When you asked how long, what, what was the response? She said, she just kind of smiled at me and was like, we have hope, Deb. We have treatments. And I was like, okay. Well, then let's do this. Like, let me collect myself here and then mm -hmm. and then let's get a plan. So then that's what we did. And that's when you started on oil? And then shortly after that, I started on the oil. Yeah. Well, not shortly after that. That was actually just this year that I started the oil. But okay. um, but I did all the chemotherapy. Um, there's no surgery because it's too invasive where it's at. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, um, let's see, it must have been probably about June was when I reached back out to Corey again and said, you know, I, I need to, I need the oil. Let's do this. And she pointed me in the right direction. 
When you said you need the oil, was something happening? Yeah, I had stage four cancer, and I, I just but, I just knew that it wasn't, you know, they can only keep you stable for so long. Yeah. And then after that, what? You know, they wish you good luck and, you know, keep you on a bunch more drugs. Like, no. Yeah, a little, <laughs> a little pat on the head. Yeah. Yeah, like, you did good, kid. And it's like, no, <laughs> we're not done. <laughs> yeah. Deb, so you started uh, taking oil. Um, if I recall correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong here, though, because I deal with a lot of people, we put you on a four to one THC to CBD. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. This particular oil is rocking so many incredibly difficult cancers. So, um, so we got her on this four to one and, um, how did you take it? Were you doing it all orally? Did you do some rectally as well? Um, so I did it both. Um, I would do uh, rectally early in the morning, and then I would do orally at night. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And did you get up to a gram, Deb? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would take a half gram in the morning and then a half gram at night. Mm -hmm. when, when did you first get an inkling that maybe you were starting to turn this around? Like, did you have pain? Because you said initially that you didn't have any symptoms like what did you have yeah. anything to go by that was maybe indicating that you were starting to turn this around i did have like a, a few days where i just felt kind of crappy and just felt really kind of drained um but then it was like it like turned around and i kind of felt like my energy was coming back and i just I guess I just didn't really realize that I had pain because I've just lived with it for so long. So long. It becomes your reality. Exactly. Yeah. Your form. Exactly. So now that I think about it, it's like, well, yeah, I guess I was in pain because that breastbone was very sensitive. And I would say probably about halfway through, maybe not even halfway through, um, the uh, THC CBD regimen was I starting to like actually feel better, better. But yeah, it was a very small window that I just didn't, I just felt kind of yucky. So intuitively, I, I suspect, Deb, that you knew that once you started feeling better, that the mm -hmm. cannabis oil was working for you and you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Definitely. But there's always well, that, was, yeah. yeah, sorry, there's always that doubt though, isn't there? And everyone we've well, talked course, to, yeah, yeah the, it's it's a natural feeling you have. Any, any ache, pain, discomfort somewhere in your body yeah. that thought just pops right into your head i mean it's it's just a, a horrible process to go through period i wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy but i don't know i'm here yeah you know i i knew once i started taking it i just knew in my heart that it was gonna work even though there's still that little like small doubt like you know mm -hmm. what if what if and it's like no 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 we don't have any what ifs here. This is going to work. <laughs> this is going to work. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. I remember looking at that uh, tuba oil and thinking, this is going to save my life. Mm -hmm. and, but then going, yes, this is going to save my life. And yeah. I totally believed it was going to do it. And, you know, that was really my hope and belief for you um, because it was so far mm -hmm. gone. I mean, when it's in the bones, it's it's yeah. a whole different ball game. But, you know, again, with this four to one, we've really seen so much success with this. We uh, we had a um, police officer we interviewed who who used the same oil and she was uh, the same thing with Mets to the bones. Mm -hmm. uh, 
but just incredible what you've accomplished. I mean, if people could see your scans, I did put them up on my page, and I think I will again. Yeah. It's just incredible. And or as you did, as you said on your page, now you see it, now you don't. And like it's magic. It's just so amazing to look at. I mean, you don't need to be a radiologist to see the difference. It's just incredible. Right. Tell us about the day that you, you go to the doctor and you, you get that news. Wow. <laughs> um, well, I think she was just as shocked as I was. I mean, not that I was shocked, but it was just like a relief to mm -hmm. see that, oh, my God, it's finally gone, you know. Um but yeah, I, you know, I even pre-warned my oncologist, like, I'm doing this. Like, I know you don't know a lot about it, but I'm doing this. And she was like, all right, well, we'll see what happens. And she just looked at me like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. And I was like, I told you. <laughs> what, did she, what, what were her words, Deb? What did she say when she's telling you? She about was, she just kind of like looked at me like shaking her head with a smile. Like, yeah, you were right. Like, I mean, she can't really say much because she doesn't, she doesn't know enough to speak on it. But right. I know that it definitely like rocked our world. Like, wow, this is something. This is huge. Yeah, it gives so. them pause to think about it, doesn't it? Definitely, oh, definitely. Yeah. And I, I really hope they do because I go to City of Hope, and they're one of the biggest cancer foundations in you know the United States. Yeah, and we've heard of it up here. So <laughs> yeah, and they're growing like exponentially since I started going there. Like they're. They're adding a whole new facility that's going to be like a hospital, like a hotel and a hospital at the same time. So if you live out of state or out of country, you can come here, you can stay at the facility, and you, you don't have to pay for like rent or something like that, so to speak. So, you know, I mean, they're a good facility, you know, mm -hmm. but they definitely, I think they need to be enlightened with cannabis. And I think that that should be something that doctors should just automatically start being you know taught about deb are you you're continuing to do cannabis oil correct maintenance dose? yes yes Good. i'm going to yes yeah Thanks. as a matter of fact i need to reach out to um to the ladies and and see if we can get a, a little uh maintenance regimen okay yeah, yeah. Deb, did you treat this uh with diet at all did you change your diet did you do supplements uh did you do meditation anything like that so um, I have been taking uh, like vitamin supplements. I've been taking uh, turkey tail mushroom, um, which is, from my understanding, a, a big one in the cancer industry also for cancer patients. Um, right. I've been taking like a liver support um, and then just, you know, vitamin D3, lots of D3, my biotin, my basic, just basic vitamins also, calcium, because um, chemotherapy is very hard on your bones. My bones have become a little bit more brittle than than they should be, yes. I suppose, for yeah. my age. So um, I had a recent fall and broke my wrist. And uh, yeah, yeah. But I'm good. I'm fine. <laughs> but Deb, I know that's like, that's a boo-boo. <laughs> a boo-boo. <laughs> Deb, how much oil did you get up to taking a day? Um, so I was taking um, a gram a day. A gram a day. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I okay. was taking the little, uh, the, uh, 10 millimeter syringes twice a day full one mil syringes yes one mil syringes. Wow. sorry yes yeah um just for listeners sake so this is a actual six drain oil so it's uh 
four to one, as we mentioned, uh, with the THC component coming from four different strains and the CBD component from two, and it is from cannabis, not from hemp, just for people that want to know exactly what you're doing. And you know, Corey, people are going to send us emails asking for the strains. I know they are, and I can't remember them off the top of my head. <laughs> Wedding cake, Gorilla Glue. Those are two. Yeah. <laughs> I think train wreck. I'm not train, sure yeah. though. But anyway, yeah, yeah well, you can just forward those on to me, and we'll we'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Deb, when you you said you were a smoker most of your life, mm-hmm. when you started yeah. taking the oil, was it a little stronger than you anticipated? Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> Without a doubt. Yeah, um, one of these things is not like the other. No, definitely not. <laughs> and you thought to yourself, why didn't I try this years ago? You know, why have they been holding back on us, man? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, what about your kids, That you know, your family? They must be pretty pleased for you. Oh, my gosh. Everybody's so excited. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. My, uh, yeah, my mom, my kids, yeah, we're, we're all just, you know, we had filet mignon for dinner that night. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, everybody's definitely pleased and, you know, of course, you know, my kids want their mom around forever, you know, so yeah. here I am. <laughs> you got me now. <laughs> yeah, well, what you've accomplished is no small feat. I mean, holy yeah. cow, stage four, breast mats to the bones. Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> What really is Deb, when you decided that uh, cannabis oil was the treatment of choice, mm. what? How did your family respond? Oh, they were completely on board. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've I've been talking and conditioning them for years about this, and and they were absolutely without a doubt on board. So. So your parents are on oil now. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my mom would. <laughs> Um, yeah. Rome and you know a day and all that you know exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. you know I mean and, and like you know my mom you know she's the baby boomer age so you know to them you know cannabis was was a drug it was not medicine so you know it took me you know time to show her and prove to her like look mom see how I look like crap right now because I feel like crap right now I just did chemotherapy watch this I'd smoke some marijuana and I'd look at her and she'd just be like oh my god like that's a whole different person and i was like this is what i've been trying to tell you like and she's like okay so once she physically saw the change in me she was on board without a doubt like no problem whatever you got to do like let's do it yeah does she smoke at all no no she's afraid (laughs) oh she did back in the day when she was younger but not anymore it was you know, Deb, I was thinking about your friend, the one that told you um, about her oil, the one that lost her. I think it was your, her sister. Yeah. It's got to, at some level, give her some closure and some healing yeah. to know that by virtue of giving you that information, you're alive and cancer-free. Exactly. Yeah, she was very... Um, she was very kind and, and very excited for me and... And I just, you know, I was like, I'm so grateful. Thank you. Because without you finding out about Corey, then, you know, I don't know how long I would eventually be here for. You know, there was no, like, timeline. They just said, you're stable. They just kept telling me, you're stable, you're stable. Okay, well, what does that mean? The cancer is still there. It's just not moving. Mm -hmm. Well, 
now the cancer's gone, so it has nowhere to go. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, Deborah, when you got the news that uh, mm-hmm. you were clear and you left the oncologist's office, you must have had a huge smile on your face. Oh, for sure. Ear to ear. Ear to ear. <laughs> Cloud nine. <laughs> yeah, you kicked up your heels on the street. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. <laughs> it, it's surreal when it happens, hey, Deb? I mean, I it found was- myself, it took a couple of weeks for it to really sink in. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, yeah, definitely surreal. Absolutely. Yeah, it, I can it's only... just amazement. Like you just you're amazed that something so simple could kill something that's so nasty. Mm-hmm. And without side effects, without the horrific mm-hmm. side effects. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it's truly remarkable. I think to a person that we've talked to. Um, Corey, I think in over the years that we've done this, I think to a person, they always say that without cannabis oil, I probably wouldn't be here today. Here today. Mm-hmm. And, I believe it. Mm-hmm. And that has, you know, it has just an incredible emotional impact on people. And Corey reminds me of this, the time when uh, I was in commercial radio and interviewing you, and that woman phoned up and said, because of uh, the interview that I did with you, uh, her daughter was saved. Yeah. I mean, that, and I read that cold on the air, and quite frankly, it was really emotional to me to hear that someone um, heard what you were talking about and went and got oil, and uh, their loved one was saved yeah their daughter it was her daughter and i think i think she was in intensive care sitting beside her in intensive care or something that's right she was yeah in the hospital and was listening to our show and uh or listening to you on cfax and yeah. uh yeah yeah it's uh, it's really emotional your family must have hugged and kissed you and celebrated oh yeah definitely <laughs> yeah we cried. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. Yeah, it's it's a remarkable feeling. Deb, when you started this regime of mm-hmm. c- cannabis oil, do you take a, a maintenance dose on a daily basis? Um, I have not yet, um, but uh, Corey and I have already talked about that. So mm-hmm. we're going to get that in order. And then, yes, I will be on a maintenance regimen. And I believe it's like one or two times a month. Is that correct, Corey? No, you want to do you want to do it every day, oh, but okay. one to two grams a month as opposed to a gram a day. A day. Gotcha. I okay. always say you err on the side of caution. Yeah, you know. Um, so uh, back in the day, Rick Rick would say a gram a month. I I say let's let's go for at least two grams a month. Okay. So you can get buzzed. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, you don't really get that buzz. <laughs> you don't really get you, no. you build up such a tolerance. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a fellow we interviewed in from Europe. Uh, Joss used to say to people who are reluctant to take cannabis oil, do you want to get high or do you want to die? And, exactly. And that's really it. And yeah. Deborah, I think you are a testament to the amazing healing powers of cannabis, and your story is just uh, very heartfelt. And I think 
as a result of you telling your story, you will help many, many people around the world. And we want to thank you very much. It is greatly my pleasure. And I, I truly hope that, that there is somebody out there that can be helped by this. Oh, they will be, Deb. For sure. <laughs> if, if there it, it was something that you would say to uh, somebody going through the same thing that you went through who's thinking about cannabis, what would you say? Do it. Without a doubt, do it. Do it, do it, do it. You won't regret it. Nicely said. There are a couple of ways that you can help get the message out here at Cannabis Health Radio. One is to have people go to our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and share that with friends. And so they can really understand some of these testimonials, understand the testimonials of people who have used cannabis to deal with some very, very serious health issues. The other way you can help us is uh, we rely on your support. And if you'd like to support us, there are two ways you can do that. Either a one-time donation for as little as $5 a month or a monthly donation. And again, go to our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and a pop-up window will guide you through the process. And for those fabulous folks who made donations, we are extremely grateful and we'd like to thank you for your kind support. And with that, we'll be back next week with another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey friends, I'm Brandon and I'm Saba and we are your host of the Cannabis Hangout podcast, an educational platform to connect with the cannabis community and share personal stories while breaking the stigma of marijuana. Join us every Sunday at 7 p.m. to gain valuable insight with different perspectives from industry leaders, growers, and medical marijuana patients. This is a place to learn so much from different angles in the cannabis industry. So tune in while we break it all down.